African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us. This is African Dialogue, where we come uh, all the way from uh, Johannesburg, uh, South Africa, and we give you the latest news on what's happening on the African continent. But not only that, we contextualize the big issues on the African continent. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's international... I don't know that I think there was some interruption there. I hope that we still have a connection with you because I was trying to tell you that today we're having an outside broadcast right here at the Trans-Kalahari but not at this particular space that we are in and we were at the West province of South Africa where the Trans-Kalahari Corridor is taking place. It is actually a big operations that's taking place between officers from Botswana, Namibia, South Africa, who are jointly here to actually strengthen relations and improve the cross-border transactions and customs operations along this Trans-Kalahari Corridor. Well, with me, I have from the Trans-Kalahari Corridor Secretariat, Les Limpofu, who is the Executive Director your time. Oh, thank you very much, and, and thank you for having me. Now, let's look at uh, the Trans-Kalahari Corridor itself. Tell us a little bit about it. I know a lot of people think these corridors uh, have always been here. Mm. They think it's only natural to have this uh, flow taking yeah. place, especially in the, the SEDEC region. Can yeah. you explain a little bit about uh, the Trans-Kalahari Corridor and its significance, especially in the SEDEC region? No, th- uh, th- th- thank you very much. The Trans-Kalahari Corridor, it's a corridor that was uh, developed by Botswana, Namibia and South Africa in the 1990s. Mm. And the main uh, purpose of the, of the corridor is to facilitate trade, okay. so that trade can move along the corridor uh, without any impediment. Sure. And, and um, uh, one thing that is key about, about the, the, trans, uh, the, the, the corridor is that um, it's not only a, a transport corridor, sure. But we are also trying to develop it further to to be an economic corridor or a developmental corridor, so that even the communities uh, where the the corridor trans- transverse, they can actually get a living out of the corridor. Because you know that wherever you have a corridor or a road, uh, you know employment also has to be mm. to be generated. Mm. So um, the corridor stretches from uh, it's, it's a, a a distance of. 1,900 kilometers okay, from, wow. from Welvis Bay okay. to, to the Houting uh, province right. uh, to channel, you know, uh, uh, you know trade along the, along the corridor. Routes, yeah. Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you've noticed in terms of, I know we were here the <coughs> last year and we have this year in 2017. Yes. Have we seen any uh, improvements in this route? Have we seen an increase of usage along this corridor? Any significant changes from last year to this year? Just looking at the trends of how this corridor is being utilized. Y- yes, we, 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 we have seen some 
uh, some steady increase in the in, in the use of the corridor in terms of volumes okay. but uh, uh, you know um, trade uh, that moves along the corridor it has, it, it, it has gone up and uh, we uh, Botswana uh, 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 was also given you know uh, land within the well, port of well that report which was okay. which which was now which is now fast, uh, operational so now we're expecting even more um trans uh, trade and movement, movement. okay and and, and uh, zimbabwe has also been given land that, that, that quite developing now but and we are also seeing a, a steady increase of, of volume from uh, on the tkc but destined to zimbabwe because mm-hmm. tkc it 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 it, it complements other corridors mm-hmm. uh, like the north south corridor to zimbabwe okay. as well as the maputo south corridor so so there is steady increase not only in terms of trade because we are not facilitating all trade but also movement of people tourism mm-hmm. uh, we are getting a lot of to- tourists now u- using the corridor the tell is you know it's interesting when we see these highways when we see these corridors or or road pathways we think uh, they just sustain themselves but yes. I know probably as the secretariat there's a lot of work behind the scenes in terms of managing of these corridors of course uh, the Leslie, tell us a little bit about your work and what you guys have to do to ensure that there's a good flow around these corridors yes we um, like, like we have already said there's a lot of work that that goes to 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 sustenance of the corridor to ensure that the corridor is is actually a hospitable because that's what that, that, that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed uh. to be hospitable and reliable and accessible accessible as well mm. and um as as a secretariat um uh, which was actually established uh, in 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 2003 okay. through an a, an mou between the member states okay which uh, is namibia, namibia south, south africa, africa and, and botswana and okay yes and um what we actually do is is is, is, is to ensure that the regulations transport regulations uh, border facilitation regulations mm-hmm. customs immigration they are they are harmonized mm-hmm. because you, you don't want to in a, a situation whereby you find that one uh, will be illegal in in, in south africa mm-hmm. as soon as they cross into Botswana, they now become illegal so oh, we are not facilitating trade okay. yes and uh, so 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 there are these softer issues that 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 work out in terms of regulations mm-hmm. uh, to ensure that there is facilitation mm-hmm. and uh, we also do an ass- assessment of the, of, of the corridor, time to time assessment of the corridor, mm. to 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 identify those non-tariff barriers mm. that are or in the corridor. Uh, in terms of engineering, uh, where the probably the, the road uh, is, is, it seems to be uh, maybe damaged, mm. uh, and then we we we, we sit down uh, with the member states to to point these things out and make our recommendations so that the the road can be rehabilitated. Currently. Uh, um, I'm happy because the, you, you know the the stretch between Swatrakans and uh, and um, Zerast okay. is is being rehabilitated. Okay. In Botswana, the stretch between Kanye uh, and Joanne is also being rehabilitated. Okay. Uh, the stretch between uh, Winduk and Okahanja is also being uh, being upgraded. In fact, to Jewel Carriageway. Okay. So so all these are the projects that are that are under, uh, undergoing on the TKC. And we are also planning to actually develop what we call a corridor performance monitoring system. Okay, tell us a little bit what you mean by that. A corridor performance monitoring system is a, is a, is a, is a system that actually uh, will be used to actually measure, uh, you know, 
um, uh, how fast trade is moving okay. to actually identify where are the impediments, where ah. where do we, uh, are we uh, slowing, you know, slowing down, down yeah, yeah. and come up with with uh, ways, uh, to fast, ways to fast track fast track those yeah, in, in fact, process. we identify bottlenecks and come up with countermeasures. Ah. So 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 um, we have actually uh, uh, submitted a proposal to to Trade Hub. USA Trade Hub to actually help us in, in, with funds to actually to develop that system, and um, which we believe it, it will help a great deal mm. to facilitate trade to actually, actually identify all these NTBs that we need to to uh, to to remove so that trade can move smoothly. You know the Kalahari corridor, the Trans Kalahari corridor, to be more accurate, is an infrastructural asset for yes. the region. Yeah. And as we, we wrap it up, uh, how important is it that we have this regional yeah. infrastructural development like you are highlighting yes. uh, the various areas yeah. and those roads where we're seeing some form of um, yeah. rebell- rehabilitation yes. taking place? How important is it to have this um, intra- intra-trade support yeah. through yeah. this infrastructural mechanism? Yes, it is quite critical because when we, t- we talk about uh, the corridor, we are talking about uh, you know and uh, an established that actually like I said it brings in trade and and by so doing um, we are raising the economy of the countries okay. yes you are also raising uh, employment levels of, 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 of the countries and uh, all this you and in fact the thumb the thumb rule is that where a corridor transverse a place a settlement mm. within a a hundred years that's the mm. uh, that that place is bound to be a city so you know uh, roads corridors they bring development okay. so as they bring development uh, the, the benefits spiral over to to the community uh, even to investors themselves because as as we go out to loo foreign direct investment mm. those investors they want to 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 to, to ensure that uh, their commodities there's a corridor where they can reach the market, and that is critical. And how does this impact the ordinary person, maybe who's listening uh, to us uh, on the radio and saying, well, how does this impact me as a, an ordinary African? Yes, yes. You, you know, you know um, let me just give an example of, of what, I, what, is, what is happening in the corridors right now. Uh, we have, um, you know, what you call tourist tourist areas we have hotels we have uh, filling stations uh, we have uh, truck stops on the corridor we um, and we also have uh, you know um, you know no, no these these are formal establishments sure. that, that, that are there that that generate e- economy of the of, of, and employing people but but of we also have a uh, n- uh, you know non formal uh, uh, the sector, we, we, which is thriving, mm-hmm. and uh, we have quite a number of people that uh, benefit from the corridor. They come, they feed the drivers, they sell to the drivers, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so to the tourists. Uh, you know, uh, curio, uh, you know, no, no, sure, sure. curio shops. You know, it, it benefits everybody really. Well, let's yes. take a quick break. Uh, we're speaking to Ndadeles Limpofu, who is the executive director of the Trans-Kalahari Corridor Secretariat. Here, right, uh, just uh, next to the N4 in Rustenburg. Completely blazing. 
but I can see the clouds are sitting in here and we have various stakeholders from the traffic department of South Africa to various uh, traffic officers from all these three countries with Botswana, Namibia, South Africa who are participating in this joint effort and uh, later on we'll see a joint law enforcement operation uh, taking place later in the day. This is aimed at uh, really making sure that there's uh, a col- collaborated effort in strengthening relations and improving uh, the cross-border transactions and uh, customs operations along the Trans-Kalahari Corridor. Let's take a quick one and we'll see who else we can get in the bus. I uh, see that uh, uh, there is uh, a gathering that's still taking place right now inside. The program has already started whereby uh, I can hear the national anthem of South Africa in the background there. But we'll see who else we can get into our OB van to speak to and really look at how important this corridor is. And as you heard there from Tatempofu saying that in the last year since we were here, there has been an increase of movement between these three countries and also there has been uh, more projects that have actually uh, been incorporated in the use of the corridor. You're listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatama, in partnership with the uh, Department of Transport of South Africa. Uh, we're right here, uh, right here in the Northwest Province. Let's take a quick one. We'll be back. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's international radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. Listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja. Nam, kwenye line ya simu hivi sasa najiunga moja kwa moja. Farafina. Farafina. Terre de soleil. Kia makande embalelwa kina Miriam Está na companhia do serviço em língua portuguesa do canal África, a voz de renascença africana que transmite a partir dos seus estudos centrais de Auckland Park, cidade de Johannesburg, África do Sul. Sochitika, mu África! Informing the world about Africa, Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunyenzovu and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us right here on African Dialogue. Coming from Monday to Thursday, just to you personally in your private home to give you really what's happening on the African continent. Remember, if you are part of our international family, you can listen to us uh, on our website on www. 
www.africa.co.za and uh, if you're listening to us uh, on our DSTV channel remember we are still on the channel 802 on the audiobook K9625 uh, uh, kilohertz on the 31 meter band to southern Africa today we uh, actually drove all the way we got to Joburg around 6 o'clock in the morning and uh, we just drove right here to Rustenburg we found ourselves right here at the northwest province uh, uh, where the Trans Kalahari Corridor uh, Joint Law Enforcement Operation is underway and uh, we're really looking at the importance of this corridor and the relationship between Botswana, uh, Namibia and South Africa and really what does this corridor do for the SADC region? As you heard from our speaker, that it's not just uh, a corridor that impacts uh, Namibia, Botswana, and South Africa, but also it crosses lines and also supports other corridors uh, such as uh, uh, Zimbabwe, uh, that Zimbabwe link, which is very important when it comes to the SADC region. So this structure was really formed to contribute and promote trade facilitation within these three states uh, through transport efficiency and also it's there to also uh, simplify and harmonize uh, the requirements and the controls that govern the, the movement of goods and also to also ensure that there's a reduction of transportation costs and transit times. As I mentioned when we opened uh, uh, the program is that we're right here on the N4 in Rustenburg in the northwest province. It was warm, warm when we got here around 8 o'clock and it was almost like we are in another another country and not in South Africa as when we left Johannesburg it was raining. But today we're seeing right now that the wind is coming in and now we're going to speak to another guest who's just joining us uh, from Santaco, uh, Philip Daibosh, who is the president of Santaco. Thank you for talking to us. Uh, Santaco is the governing body of the taxi industry in South Africa. Fantastic. Someone would say, why would Santaco come to a gathering like this? But we know the transportation system is very much linked to the uh, the taxi system, and it's very sophisticated in the SADC region. Taxis are almost uh, a very much important part of the transport uh, transport system in, in the SADC region. Tell us a little bit about why you thought as a taxi body that you should be here and be part of the conversations taking place here. Firstly, let me indicate that uh, as the taxi industry, we are the biggest transporter of public transport users in the country. Mm. And uh, what is happening is that uh, we've got all these countries uh, which are in Africa, mm. which are uh, actually uh, doing business with South Africa, associating with South Africa, and our taxis are in all these countries. Mm. Uh, we are here because we are the biggest road user of this uh, Trans-Kalahari road mm. uh, which uh, uh, connects South Africa, which connects Namibia, uh, which connects uh, Zimbabwe, which connects everybody. Sure. And we are here to come and ensure that uh, we um, give our support to the Minister of Transport, Mr. Joe Masungwani. Mm and to the MEC of Transport here, Mdate Mashabane, to say that as a taxi industry, 
we will continue striving because what we have seen from government and we must give credit to where it is due what we have seen is the good roads which we are having in 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 our country and we must say to them that uh, they must continue building these good roads so that we can be able also to produce good vehicles which can transport the passengers we, without uh, putting them into danger. As a taxi industry, you would remember that we are known for uh, very uh, bad things, yeah. including driver's behavior, including also the speeding on the roads, yeah. and inclu including also... The the, the 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 quality of vehicles which we're using but i'm i'm happy today that i can tell you that uh, through the recapitalization program of government mm. which we don't say that it has given everything it is lacking on everything but i must indicate that uh, uh, I, I i i want to use this uh, saying which says uh, Better half a loaf than nothing. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's look at those technicalities that you've highlighted, some of the challenges in the uh, taxi industry itself. And one of the biggest thing is actually facilitation of the routes themselves. And sometimes that's a big challenge and a contest within the um, taxi industry. I'm interested in a broader bigger routes such as the one of the Trans-Kalahari Corridor, how do you actually make sure that the routes are not actually fought for in a uh, harsh and contested way, but in a very much well-managed way to actually make sure there's facilitation even with the other countries outside of South Africa, for example? I'm sure you would be my witness that we never had problems yeah. with uh, the cross-border. We call it the cross-border uh, road transportation. What happened is that uh, it's like also with the local routes, mm. that uh, the two uh, servicing stations, we call them point A and point B. Mm. For instance, if you stay in Botswana, we'll say that's your point A. Ah. If you stay in South Africa, it will be your point A. But your destination, mm. it's your point B. And also the same. Mm. Now, what is happening is that these two operators are meeting to discuss even the fares. Mm. What, what would be the face of transporting the passengers okay, okay. and they are working that out and that's why we don't have uh, hassles, we don't have fights. Mm -hmm. I must indicate that uh, two years ago uh, Santaco was able to establish a similar organization uh, like Santaco in Namibia. Okay. We are looking into joining our counterparts in Botswana, Zambia and Zimbabwe mm -hmm. and Swaziland to also assist them so that we can have now a, a, a so-called SADAC transport uh, organization which will be able to offer the necessary transportation to the people. So that, that's how we are dealing with the routes. Uh, except to say that uh, if you go to your inner cities, uh, you know the complication there. I, I, I don't care whether government agrees with me or not, mm -hmm. but government is to blame in most of our routes in inner cities okay. because of... Uh, you know, there was a thing which was there with the uh, dis uh, uh, negotiations around the transportation industry in South Africa in 1996, okay. where we agreed that uh, no government employee, no traffic cop, no SAPS, anybody who works go with government who has uh, a responsibility on the roads should not be involved in the transportation of people. We are having it now in South Africa, mm. and that is why you will find that contestations mm. is around vested interest 
and those who don't have powers to protect themselves. And that's why you would see a lot of violence in our mm. inner, inner cities, cities spaces yeah. and hubs. You know, I want us to just wrap it up on this one issue in terms of um, what this kind of infrastructure does for the region in terms of transportation, especially when you link that to uh, the you know, the reliance, the heavy reliance that people have in the taxi industry because we know that the system might have problems as you highlighted. There are some bottlenecks and some politics around it, but there's no denying you can bring in the how train, you can bring in the buses, the riavias or whatever you can do, but it still seems that the taxi industry is very much well relied on by ordinary SADC uh, African citizens. How important important is this type of infrastructure and this linkage facilitate that reliance? It's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Let me indicate to you uh, in the sense that uh, it is building also in our own taxi economy, mm -hmm. but it's also building the economy of the countries that we are servicing. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes life easier for, for the people coming from uh, both countries. Mm -hmm. uh, it is also, uh, you know, the infrastructure makes it very possible that we can also look into the pricings that you don't say that that road is such horrible that I am buying tires and mm. buying rims and all those things. Yeah, sure. So it, 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 it contributes, it contributes yeah, to the yeah. reductions of costs. Yeah. And uh, hence we are saying, uh, as, as, as the South African National Taxi Council, on behalf of all the taxi mm. operators, both in South Africa and in this uh, sister countries, that we are very delighted with what the South African government is make it doing to ensure that we've got proper roads in our country and elsewhere in the country I, can, I think we can see mm. that the events begin to come. Well, I talk about our local sure. uh, 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 roads in our uh, cities There's or even in, in our townships. I'm yeah. not going to talk about <laughs> that, but there is great challenges around yeah, uh, sure. those issues. Well, but in, in a nutshell, uh, I, I think what uh, Minister Maswangani uh, is doing is fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Philip Taibosh, who is the president of Santaco. Uh, they call themselves the engine behind the nation. Definitely, uh, you can't run away from taxis when it comes to the, the Sadeg region. I'm a taxi user now and then. I sometimes get tired of using my car. They're the cheapest forms of transport. They're very convenient. They're just up your road. So we thank you, uh, Dr. Philip, for the work that your industry is doing. It is actually also behind a very much of... Uh, uh, sustaining a, a lower income group in the African continent. Absolutely. So we really appreciate your work. Well, we're right here at the Trans-Kalahari Corridor, this time at the N4 in Rustenburg in the Northwest province. South Africa and uh, we are partnering with the Department of Transport and they're hosting Botswana and Namibia to strengthen the relations uh, and also to speak more about how this corridor can actually be strengthened in uh, the future years. Let's take a quick one and then we'll be back uh, to wrap up the conversations uh, that are taking place here. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 
1-800-222-811. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Hello and welcome to Channel Africa, the African Perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa and our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge and entertainment from Africa to Africans and listeners from around the world. Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon Muchemwa. Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonyi in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I am Kumbara Munjarere in Johannesburg. Channel Africa, Kinshasa, Jean-Noel Bamweze. Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia, I am Hilda Kekelwa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us right here at the Trans Kalahari Corridor. And this is our second time here as African Dialogue. Last year, we were closer to the Botswana border in uh, Mafikeng. Uh, today, uh, we are rather in Rustenburg to see how things work on this side of uh, uh, the Corridor. Uh, so thank you for joining us as we really discuss the importance of this Trans Kalahari Corridor. And uh, now we are joined uh, by uh, uh, the MEC of Community safety and transport in South Africa. That's uh, the MEC of Community Safety and uh, Transport Management in South Africa, Dr. Mpo uh, Mutlabane. Uh, thank you, Doctor, for giving us your time. You've been busy. We've been asking you to run around and come here. You even ran to this bus station. I see you having a busy day today at the corridor. No, thank you very much to the listeners out there and the, the crew here. Well, it seems like this corridor, from the conversation we've been having since uh, the beginning of this hour, that it seems to have a very much of uh, a big role in terms of uh, facilitating intra-trade in uh, the SADC region. And it's not only uh, facilitating uh, routes uh, for South Africa, Namibia, Botswana, but also has links to other uh, corridors uh, in, in the SADC region. And there's a lot of high praise, especially uh, for the South African Community Safety and Transport Department. From your side, what have you seen this corridor contributing to the SEDEC uh, uh, economy? There's a lot that's happening in terms of intertrade. There's also a lot that needs to be reformed in terms of making sure that the red tape issues are dealt with, especially when it comes to the intertrade uh, uh, issues. Are you guys dealing with those issues, especially the red tape issues? No, thank you very much. The significance of this uh, corridor uh, for the SADC region as a whole, but particularly for Namibia, Botswana, and South Africa, as you said, it's, it's about intertrade. Sure. But further than that, it's about regional integration. Sure. Uh, an approach that SADC is really emphasizing these days. But further than that, it's improving relations of African countries mm. and ensuring that accessibility of either of the countries uh, by business people, by families. Remember that Botswana, Namibia, South Africa, uh, they have rela relatives mm. across the three countries, yeah. you know, and so we, we, we're building that regional integration and we, we are seeing fruit. Mm. We are seeing uh, the economic spin-offs 
of such, but also we want to promote road safety across the three countries as well because for us it is significant it is saving lives of our own people mm. so we we benefiting from this uh, uh, agreement mm. and and cooperation between the three countries now let's speak about the harmonizing which was part of my second question that i asked you i, I know sometimes i ask loaded questions but uh, just looking at the issue of harmonizing the requirements and the controls and there's a big complaint sometimes uh, when it comes to the private sector saying, oh, Africa, it's very hard to get in and sometimes to deal with uh, um, regions because of the harmonization of uh, trade policies. Are we getting that right, uh, especially when you see how this route is being facilitated? We get in there. Remember that we have uh, AU and SADC protocols that speaks to that. Okay. Uh, this is part of the op- operationalizing such agreements. Mm. And we, we are getting there. Uh, you'll see that in this operation, there's Home Affairs, the SARS, mm-hmm. which then assist and ensure that the, the delay, the leg, is, is, is the leg period is, is, is minimized. Mm-hmm. Uh, our people who are trading here should be able to move faster. We should not waste their time. But we are moving to a point where we need to automate our systems okay. so that it becomes easy, it becomes quicker, efficient, effective, and economic. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are heading to that direction. How, how do you think we can actually facilitate? What's the vision in that regard? The vision in that regard is that the operating systems should be integrated. Okay. Now, if they are integrated, for example, let me make an example about Inatis. Mm. Cars from Namibia, because of they are in our Inatis system, okay. it's easy to pick them. Okay. It's easy to relate them. We are okay, still working great. that with Botswana. Okay. And if that is done, you, the, the, the digital advantage of that is that uh, we are able to relate those who are criminals taking advantage of our system. Mm-hmm. We are able to follow them through the three countries and then criminals can't escape easily mm-hmm. as they think they, sh- they can. Uh, with automation. Mm. You know, earlier on you were speaking about an area that I haven't covered in the South, which is the track and for the, the traffic enforcement element, the law enforcement importance of this. And we've seen various stakeholders from the three countries from law enforcement also having a, a huge uh, presence here. How important is that for a corridor? Remember, it's important that, uh, you know, criminality is in various forms. Mm. Uh, I'll, show, I'll, I'll give you an example about the stealing of cars. Mm. Uh, the stealing of cars from one country to the other. Mm. Now, with our law enforcement agencies of the, all the three countries being vigilant, mm. we are able to pick these criminals easily to rescue these cars easily. Mm. We had an incident three weeks back in Mafiking mm. where Botswana um, Baki was hijacked. Uh, within hours, we got it from Gauti. Wow. And that's the, the element of efficiency about because we have the flying squad all around. Mm-hmm. We have our team corridor. So it works wonders for us mm-hmm. if we cooperate. Mm-hmm. We're able then to speak to each other without those um, barriers. Barriers, yeah. Yes. And those bottlenecks. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm also I'm very encouraged in that because uh, you just highlighted something important, the fact that, you know, sometimes we limit these corridors to just trade or you just limit them to issues of uh, uh, just transporting people. But now this security element is also an yes. interesting dynamic. It's an interesting dynamic. Uh, you, you'd see that in Mpumalanga, they are also uh, experiencing the same. And because of the relations of, you know, your Swaziland, mm. uh, Mpumalanga, uh, they were able also to pick up 
uh, those who are criminals and where these cars are, are being hidden. Mm. Now the market, we are closing the market in this corridor. Okay. Uh, the market is Gaute. Mm. They would steal the Botswana stuff through in South Africa then go to Gaute. Mm. But now we're clamping them down just before they even go out of the Northwest province. Okay. Uh, so that is working quite well for us. Mm. Yeah. The future for the corridor, how does it look? Um, because I was even speaking to the Secretariat saying there's a lot of capacity and also things that take place in the backdrop that we don't see as ordinary people. Mm. But mm. in terms of the future of this corridor, what do you think it actually, um, how do you think it looks like and how does it position the region? It, 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 it positioned the, the region in an advantageous position mm. in terms of trade as well because you would also know we are busy to as a province to get the international status of our Mafeking airport and uh, really? okay. remember that if things for uh, as a cargo okay. hub we're yeah, building yeah, yeah. a cargo hub there okay. uh, which will then have um, access okay to other African countries All right. uh, through your Botswana, through your Namibia. Mm. Now what we're doing is even to ensure that this road is, is, is really friendly. Yeah. You know, uh, you enjoy the road as you drive there. Mm. You enjoy the support from our traffic law enforcement agencies. Mm. Uh, they guide you, be aware this is happening up front. Mm. Just check your... Mi you know, check your car, mm -hmm. it's hot in Botswana, mm -hmm. you know, even it's sharing that information. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we're saying the opportunity is there. Remember now, when you have to take something to Botswana, you need to go via Joburg, Johannesburg mm. International, OR International yeah, Airport. Yeah. If the, our airport, which we're working very hard, Mafeking Airport okay. works, you drop your stuff in, in Mafeking Airport, you can use your truck to collect and go into Botswana, mm. which is just 60 kilometers away. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, uh, even in terms of goods, yeah. we, we move into a stage where we'll be more efficient and okay. effective. All right. Thank you so much, Doctor. You gave us a little secret there on uh, what could happen at Mafeking. I hope uh, when that airport there, uh, that's Dr. Mpo Mutlabane, who is uh, the MEC of Community Safety and Transport Management in South Africa. As you can hear there in the backdrop, some music as the festivities are taking place here. And uh, various members of Namibia, Botswana, South Africa here at this operations uh, that is uh, taking place. As I mentioned, there will be a joint law enforcement operation. It's already underway, actually. And uh, they're already busy stopping cars, moving trucks and uh, giving people information so there is a big operation that's taking place here and uh, yes so we are still here we're gonna go maybe dance a little bit in the background I don't know if I can move my toes a little bit later on but uh, thank you uh, doctor for giving us your time and thank you to the listeners as we were embarking on giving this uh, knowledge sharing session of the Trans Kalahari Corridor. Well, I have to uh, go back to the Johannesburg studios. From me, Benjamin Mushatam, until tomorrow, God bless.